Well, let's see. Years ago, I was talking with a lady who had come to me for an appointment for counseling. And as we were sitting there, I realized that she carried with her this energy of deep depression. And as we were talking, she never approached that energy of what was going on for her, of what the depression was about. And we were getting closer and closer to the end of our session. And that often would happen. People would come in with a desire to talk about something, but it wouldn't be until the last 10 minutes of our appointment time that they would actually bring forward the one thing that they really wanted to ask about. But she wasn't even asking about it then. And so finally I got it clear inside to go ahead and just approach her with a question. And so I said, is it all right if I just ask you a question? And she goes, yeah, you know, I would, I would love it. I don't know if I can answer it, but I'd love to hear the question. And I said, what is the deep depression about? And she goes, oh, that's right. And, and I said, well, what is, what is it? What, what has happened in your life to give you such a deep, deep depression and that you just live it almost unconsciously, but yet it runs your life? And I would have to say ruins your life and how it runs you. And she goes, well, years ago, I went to a psychic. And this woman was very well known. This was back in San Antonio. was very well known at the time. And uh, she traveled around the country. And she went to her to hear what she had to, to say and to get counseling as to what to do in her life. And she said this woman just started off on her saying, you know, God makes mistakes sometimes. And you were a mistake. She said, your, your soul was made in such a way as that you're a mistake and you're never going to be able to correct it. And that's why your life doesn't work. And, and that's how she explained a lot of her problems to this lady, that the situation with her parents, the situation with this and that in her life, uh, it was because God had made a mistake in, in creating her. And so she was just living in this, this run of mistakes. And she had accepted that. She accepted that as the truth. And so she was living life as though she was a mistake in creation and didn't doubt it, didn't question it, didn't evaluate it for herself. She just accepted it as truth. So we began to talk. And I said, what if I were to tell you that that's not true? that God doesn't make mistakes, that God has clear intention in everything that God does, and that when God created soul, God created it with loving and with very clear intention as to what that soul would be doing and experiencing in all of creation on its journey through life, through experience, through existence. And she said, well, that's not my experience because when she said that I was a mistake, it kind of made sense to me because my mother used to call me her little mistake. And I said, well, just because somebody says you are something doesn't mean that you are. And just because you believe it doesn't mean you are. So I said, 
Could you approach this for a while and then come back to me and let's talk again further? Could you approach life every day, get up and just say, I am not a mistake. I am God's loving. I am not a mistake. I am God's purpose. I am not a mistake. I am God's intention. And so she said, okay, I'll, I'll try it, but I don't think it's going to work. So she went off, and three days later, four days later, she called. She says, I've got to talk to you. I've got to talk to you. Can we get together again? So I said, well, sure. You know, I didn't know what was going on, but I, I said, sure. So we met that evening after I got off work, and she came in, and she sat down, and she said, now you've got me all screwed up. And that's exactly what she said. You've got me all screwed up. I was living life, and I was living life as though I was a mistake, and it was okay for me now to be a mistake. I was fine being that mistake that God made. And in a way, I felt special. I kind of felt unique. I was God's mistake. Everybody else wasn't, but I was. And it it, it gave me a meaning it gave me a place and and how things were working and and I just learned to kind of suffer through being uh, the mistake that God had made and, and put me in the world now you've got me all screwed up because all of a sudden if I'm not God's mistake what am I you didn't tell me what I am you just said I am not a mistake what am I I said no go back and listen to the tape and you'll hear me say that all souls were brought forward with purpose, with clear intention, and were brought forward in loving, and that the soul is loving, and that there is no mistake in any of that. She said, oh, I'll go listen to it then, but I didn't remember that. I didn't hear that. And she said, I'm having problems right now in my life, and I think it all started when you told me I wasn't a mistake. And told me to start waking up and and approaching life differently. And I said, so what's happened so quickly that's got you shook up? And she said, well, the two days later after we talked, and I woke up and I said what you told me to say, and I was getting out of bed, my husband rolled over and said, you know what? I think I'm falling in love with you. And He's never said that to me, ever. Never said that he loves me. And they were having breakfast, and he said, I don't know what's happened to you, but something's really changing. All of a sudden, I really feel love with you. What's going on, girl? (laughs) And she didn't know how to react to it. She didn't know how to respond. She didn't want to say, I love you back, because she didn't know what she felt for him anymore. And so she was really shook. So she came to me to say, what have you done? (laughs) I said, I haven't done anything other than to begin to give you back the truth of your own identity and to dissolve the illusion that was placed on you. So she began to approach her life in this new way. And she began to feel loving. And she had never felt love or loving before with herself or with anybody or anything. Not in a way that she was beginning to feel it now. And 
two, three, four weeks later, I don't remember how long it was, she came back. And I was kind of surprised it took her so long. And so when we were sitting there talking, I said, so when we first talked and I shared something with you, you called within just a few days, all shook up and things were changing at home. How is it going now? And she said, it's going wonderful. She said, I am so happy that depression that I lived in for so long is gone. It is gone. I do not wake up depressed. I do not live through the day depressed. I do not go to sleep depressed. I do not take any medication. I am happy. And I said, so what happened that changed that? And she said, I just did what you told me to do about how to wake up in the morning and what to say in the morning about myself and about my life. And I've added on to it. I've made new statements that support me and what seems to be uh, happening for me. And I said, so how long did you live with this statement that this woman gave you? And she said, well, when it happened, I was 21, 22 years old. And I said, so, and, and how old are you now? And she says, I'm 43. And I said, so you lived uh, a big part of your life, half of your life, living it, believing that you were a mistake. And she said, I don't care. I learned a lot. And I'm happy now. And I can go around telling people that they're not mistakes either. And that there is no mistake. That even what they think they have done in making a mistake in this or that, but it's not a mistake, it's just an opportunity. And I can see now I'm an opportunity. And so she gave me this long discourse, just a wonderful discourse. And as she was talking, all of a sudden her guardian angel came in. And I was kind of surprised to see the guardian angel because I hadn't seen it the first time come in. And the guardian angel said to me, thank you, thank you, thank you. When I was created, I was created out of God's intention. It was a clear intention as to why I was created and the actions that my creation would be manifesting. And I knew my intention and I know my intention and I live that to the fullest. And all souls are also born with a very clear intention. Unfortunately, most souls do not know that intention and they live unconscious to it thank you for waking her up to her intention of what God gave her to do and so I'm listening to her talk and I'm listening to the angel talk and I'm sort of getting two messages but they're the same message and finally she stops talking and she said so now what do I do I want to do more what do I do now and I said I don't know that there's anything more to do I think you're doing it. And she says, no, no, I want more to do, more to do. What do I do? What else do I say? What else do I do? And I said, why don't you just continue doing what you're doing now and, and fulfill it, be it, be at peace, be in the loving, be in the joy. And she was all enthusiastic and wanted more, wanted more. And I, I said, I don't have any more to give you than what I've shared with you and what's happened and unfolded. And she goes, so do you think if I go to a, a, another psychic or something that they can give me more to do then? And I said, if you go to another psychic, I can almost guarantee they're going to give you more to do, but it's not going to be in the fulfillment of what you're doing now. 
I said, I'm not a psychic. I'm not doing this in the way of a psychic. I'm doing this in the way of the flow of the Holy Spirit, which is loving. It's very different. If you go to a psychic, I can almost guarantee they're going to give you limitation once again. And so she said, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go do this. I'll do it the way you're, you've described it. So, oh, maybe five or six years later, she came in the store one day where I was working. I had changed jobs. I was now working at the health food store. And uh, she came in and she says, oh, my God, I've been looking all over for you. You've moved. You've got a different number. You're unlisted. I don't know how to get a hold of you. Nobody where you used to work knows how to get a hold of you. And I'm so glad to find you. I need to talk to you. And I said, oh, okay, well, let's get together. So we got together that weekend and sat down and talked. And she says, so what do you think now of me? What do you think's going on? And I heard her guardian angel say, we're all screwed up again. <laughs> but I didn't want to say that to her because I didn't want to put that on her. And so I said, well, it feels as though things have changed and aren't quite aligned the way they were the last time I saw you. And she said, you better believe it. I'm all screwed up. And I said, well, I didn't want to say it, but that's what I heard your guardian angel say. And she said, well, why didn't you just tell me that then? And I said, well, I don't want to put anything on you that maybe isn't really running or that's running at an unconscious level and then I bring it conscious in you and it causes you to go down a road that you don't need to go down. And she grabbed my arm, having squeezed real hard, and she said, oh, my God, that's just what happened. That's just what happened. I went to somebody else looking for more even though you told me not to. And what did they do? They told me things, and they screwed me up. And they put me back into a lot of the old patterns. Not as bad. I'm not as depressed, but I'm depressed. But now, worse than the depression, I'm anxious. And worse than anxious, I'm angry. And I said, so how did you get there? How did you get from where you were when you were a mistake to where you were the last time I saw you when you were the loving and, and had a clear intention that God had put you here as loving in the world. What happened? And she said, well, I went to this man who was in town. He was at the spiritualist church. And I liked what he had to say, so I made an appointment with him and I went to see him and I saw his wife as well and they both told me similar things and they said that that I made a mistake in marrying the husband that I married that I made a mistake in the jobs that I've gone into and the career I was pursuing and that I needed to course correct and make some new decisions and so I've been walking my life now upset with my husband, even though he really loves me. I've been upset with him, and I've caused great separation between me and him. And he is still hanging in there with me, but I don't know what to do now. Is this a mistake? And I said, no. Remember, you're not a mistake. Your life is not a mistake. You were not created as a mistake. So don't live it as a mistake. 
go back and do your life the way we talked about it before. And she said, well, can you tell me those words again that you told me before to say when I wake up? And I said, don't you have them written down? Don't you have them somehow memorized? Don't you have them on the tape? And she said, you know, about three years ago, I threw the tape away because I was angry at you because you didn't honor the fact that I was living mistakes, that I made a mistake and or I was a mistake. And I thought you made a mistake in telling me what you did, and so I threw it away, and I need to know what you said. And so I reestablished within her how to wake up in the morning, that she is loving, and that God created her with a clear intention, and that intention is loving, and to go forth and be that loving in all that she does. Every week, now I had, by this time I had my, my classes going, every week she would come and she would attend. And then one week, uh, a, a new person came in, a gentleman, and it turned out to be her husband. And she couldn't come that week because of some other things that were going on at work. And so he came to attend in her place. And she just wanted to make sure that that I, I guess, didn't think that she had made a mistake and gone back out into the world doing mistakes again. I don't know. But he came and he apologized for her not coming. And he says, I'm here to attend in her place, if that's okay. And I said, sure. So we started the class. We did our meditation. And I was doing my sharing. And he kept raising his hand. But I I often would not go to somebody while spirits flowing and get into a question because it would break the energy and finally he stood up and so I thought okay we've, we've got to go to this we've got to handle whatever this is that's causing him to stand up and he said my god I realize now you're the person who's been helping my wife are you also the person that screwed her up and I said no, I'm not the person that screwed her up unless her being loving is screwed up. He says, no, it's the loving that I like. It's the loving that I honor. It's that which I want in, in her and in my life with her. So I, want to, I, just, I just need to acknowledge right now to you how much you've helped my wife. And he says, can you help me? And I said, do you need help? And he says, I don't know. You tell me. And I said, no, you don't tell, I don't tell anybody anything. I share with them, but I don't tell them. And he says, well, let me think about it, and I'll come back next week, and I'll tell you if I'm screwed up or if I need help. <laughs> well, she came back next week. She came back the next week. She came back the next week after that. He didn't come. And finally he came some time later. And when he walked in, he walked over to me and he said, I'm sorry I haven't been here, but I had some things to work out on my own. I realized that I was living an illusion. And I was putting it out into the world, trying to get the world to answer to me something that I wanted 
answered. And I realize now I've got to answer it for myself. And I can't even ask you to answer it. And I said, you're going to win. If you approach it that way, you will win. Because nobody has the answer for you. I don't. Nobody does. We all have the answer inside of ourselves. He says, I know that now. And before, I've always been looking outside. And my wife and I have had this discussion now. And she now realizes that nobody has the answer, not even you. And I said, hallelujah. (laughs) And we became very good friends for quite a while after that. And they really started living a a pretty wonderful life, very abundant spiritually and physically. And the last time I saw them back in 1984, 85, they were very happy. And, and living quite a wonderful life compared to where she was when she was the mistake of God. So be aware that we are all created with a clear intention. And where we are in our life right now is part of that intention that God has brought forward for us and brought us forward to be in. If we look at anything in our lives as a mistake, We only create an obstruction in this journey of life. And we create a barrier between us and God's loving. So look at everything. Look at everything as God intended it to be this way. And that I am an intention of God's loving in manifestation. And all I have to do is align myself to the loving and live in that intention and know that wherever I'm at, whatever's going on, is God's intention for me to have experience, to learn, to grow, to become that which I truly am, and to let go of all those things that I'm not. And you will find your life to be one of simplicity, of fulfillment, of wholeness, and of loving. And the only way that we can really mess it up is to believe what the world says to us. And the only way we can keep clear of that is to listen with an open mind, with an open ear, and with an opening of loving to everything. And we discern what is true for us and what is not. And live in discernment, live in intention, and live the loving. And life will really be a fulfillment. And I can say that because I've witnessed it in a lot of different people's lives, but especially in their life and the journey that they have taken and where they are, at least where they were back then. I don't know. I haven't seen them in a long time. It might be interesting to go look them up. (laughs) All right. Simple, short, sweet, and I hope true. (laughs) True for me, true for you. All right, well, thank you. We really appreciate you all being here. And um, I guess that takes care of it.